0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me on this Monday. It is February 1st, and it is a cold and snowy day here in uh, the Northeast where I live. That's all right. I hope wherever you are, you may have had some snow. You may have other things going on. I hope that you're staying safe, staying warm, staying positive as well, joining me every weekday uh, so that I can help situate you in a better mindset for your day, or at least for your next day, depending upon when you listen. I appreciate you all for joining me. So uh, in February, I'm going to uh, do one story, then I'm going to also add some Black History moments for the day. Uh, So today, for February 1st, it's going to be everything, uh, well, not everything that happened, but there's going to be some key points that happened on February 1st in Black History, as i do work towards anti-racism and do work to make black history not just a month but a part of our everyday learning in schools along with any other um you know indigenous persons of color and women and so on and any minority groups as they all helped shape uh, the country of the u.s i'm pushing to have that all be a part of school learning But uh, I'm going to start, because it is Black History Month, with just doing some of that here. So I'm going to give you some, like I said, a story for the day. Then I'm going to give you some uh, facts about the day in Black History. And then, of course, we'll switch to the positive news and your positive step-in quote for the day. Simple enough. Every day I'm here with you, that's what we're going to do for this month. I hope you enjoy. I know I will. Thanks for joining me, of course. My name is Elijah Manning. And then you are listening to The Daily Optimist. Okay, first story today is going to come from Myanmar. And there is a military coup that has happened in Myanmar. If you have not heard, uh, there is a... uh, democracy forward group or party um that is called the national league for democracy is uh in power and they gained power in a free election in um this past year in november but uh what has happened now is the military has had a growing role in myanmar for decades apparently where they've you know set themselves in parliament um They've uh, instituted laws that are um, beneficial for them and not necessarily for opposition leaders. And now they have uh, staged a coup and taken control of the country of Myanmar. Um, so they've, they've basically said they're going to hold power for the next year until there's a new election in 2022. Um, the... Uh, you know the president has been hold, held of uh, Myanmar. the The lady who has been in charge of the uh, NLD, we'll just call it for short, that is the National League for Democracy. She is being held. Uh, she can't run for president herself due to the laws that the uh, military has implemented. Um, there's been a um, you know great show for support for this democracy to happen um when they ended a military dictatorship 10 years ago uh you know leaders around the world are you know not happy about this and saying that you 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 know this is should not be the way and here in the US we know uh what a coup now looks like from the inside and how people can you know grasp at power but uh when you have the military being such a powerful force that it actually is able to seize power it's that changes things so again there's a lot of intricacies to this story but it's basically um they're trying to uh, cut off communication with the outside world the myanmar times has reported that um, internet services slowed phone lines tv channels were all cut on monday banks were also shut down um so there is uh quite a event happening in myanmar as there's uh, already been a lot happening with COVID 19 there's multiple ethnic insurgencies is how um npr news has put it um so there's been wars and human rights violations and now this on top of it um Again, this is, you know, the military itself uh, has taken over uh, control in Myanmar, and uh, now there's possibly going to be protesting in the streets, but while at the same time the military is out in full effect in the streets. So I, you know, this could end up lasting until 2022 when they have a new election, but what is that going to say about it? I mean, it's a military dictatorship now that's happened So, uh, will they allow a new election to really take place? There's um, reports that they were already, you know, after the um, Union Election Commission, because they've been saying there's no voter fraud, and the military's like, no, that's not true, there is, and this is their way of doing it, now they've seized power. So, uh, that is something to keep your eye on over in myanmar and hopefully uh that gets situated and i don't know uh how they're going to have this positive outcome but i certainly hope that um things change and democracy prevails all right so i'm going to switch to some uh, facts from black history uh, for today february 1st today is the birthday of langston hughes he is a famous uh poet one of the most famous african-american poets in history uh so if you don't know his poems i really suggest you look into those is some extraordinary works i remember uh many years ago in high school i uh had the wonderful experience of going to a play that was called love langston all about his his uh poetry and his life and it was um Something that has stuck with me forever as uh, a piece of theater and a, a piece of history in, in who he was. Uh, so also, Ruby D. she's the actress. She first appeared in the Shakespeare Festival to play a major role at the American Shakespeare Festival in Stratford, Connecticut. So that happened as well. Uh, there is Lillian E. Fishburne. She is the first uh african-american woman to become rear admiral in the u.s. navy and that happened uh february 1st i forget the uh actual year but it was during the clinton administration that it happened so it was in the in the 90s um yeah i wish i could recall the actual year Um, so that happened as well uh some other important ones The uh, first stamp of the U.S. Postal Service with Harriet Tubman on it was uh, February of 1978. Uh, And then also in, hold on, I'm sorry, what year was that uh, they had an Ida B. Wells one? I believe it was in the 90s. Uh, Actually, it was 1990 that uh, Ida B. Wells had her stamp as well. And if you don't know Ida B. Wells, I suggest looking into her. Um, so there's, uh, so many more facts, but, uh, I won't go into detail on all of them. What I will say is there were two things, two very, uh, major things. It was the sit-in movement in Greensboro, North Carolina. It officially started today when four students from North Carolina A&T College, they sat in at the, uh, you know, at a, a local place that they weren't supposed to be at. And then uh, it started, that whole sit-in, and by February 10th, it had spread to 15 southern cities in five states. So that is a, a big, big move um, that for the civil rights movement. Um, there's also, in uh, 1965, the Selma, Alabama demonstration ended in 700 arrests, including the arrest of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., All right, so that happened as well. In February 1st, 1865, the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which abolished slavery, was adopted by the 38th Congress. Uh, Again, another important move. Um, And in February 1st, 1926, what is known now as Black History Month, was first celebrated on this day as Negro History Week by Carter G. Woodson. It became a month-long celebration in nineteen seventy-six. All right, so interesting. Uh, some Black history. I'm gonna do some key moments like this. There's also a first U.S. Uh, Supreme Court African American justice, um, John Sweet Rock. Mm, so yeah, John Sweet Rock. Um, it's also the day that Langston Hughes died. He also died on. February first, which is uh, an interesting an interesting thing um so uh as I stated I'm gonna just go over some things that happened uh every day as I do the podcast, so those are all the things that have happened on February first well, not all the things, but just some of the things that I'm gonna touch on for today all right, so I hope you uh Get a chance to go in and look at those yourself or find some other ones that you are interested in learning about. All right, I'll be back in just a moment, and we're going to switch to some positive news. All right, time for some positive news stories. My first positive news story comes from uh, the world of... Uh, lab grown things. <laughs> all right. So we all know that there's, you know, the, the meat that we grow in a lab, um, you know, like Beyond Meat, and um, I forget the other one name, but uh, that will come back to me at some point. But there's now a, uh, some scientists at MIT that are trying to grow um, material that would make it uh, furniture housing, things of that nature. So they're, they're working on cultivating cells to divide and multiply. All right. This is really technical, but the basically is the idea of having to not use as much wood that we get from, you know, trees and things. If they can grow the same um, type of material in a lab that has, they call it tunability, that uh, makes it easier to change and orient into, um, furniture, then it will be beneficial to, um, the entire world. Um, so it's like natural fibers that change and, uh, it's all kind of fascinating. It's, uh, a lot of it is plant matter that will be used. Um, so the idea behind it is that, you know, if you have... So one lady, I'm gonna read what she says, Ashley Beckwith, she is an engineering PhD student and co-author of the paper. She says, trees grow in tall cylindrical poles and we rarely use tall cylindrical poles in industrial applications. So you end up shaving off a bunch of material that you spent 20 years growing and that ends up being a waste product. Not only that, uh, she talks about the waste that you use uh, just surrounding the operation itself, and deforestation, uh, you know, the, the trucks that you have to use, the, the you know, the heavy machinery, the equipment and all of that, and then how you have to plant new ones. And, you know, it's never really sustainable in the same way as it is when things naturally progress on their own. So this would change uh, wildlife formation patterns. It would change uh, the way CO2 emissions are in the atmosphere. Because now you don't have to worry as much about um, the the giant trucks that are used as machinery because while you're planting new trees, you're still releasing CO2 into the atmosphere. So taking away from that. And yes, I know there there's going to be jobs taken away. But what if there is a way to also t- train new people or train people into how to, you know, use this type of uh of material and how to transition this and how to get this out on a mass distribution level. So there's ways to uh change things. And I know so that's that's the interesting caveat of it. But the good news is it will be better sustainable for the environment and in the long run for all of us and our future generations. So, uh you can find that article and it you know gets very into uh, the jargon of how they specifically do it and what it looks like and things of that nature but it's going to be basically grown in a lab wood if you will all right my second story is going to come from uh a lady who uh a lady i that does not do it justice she was a usps worker um and she was able to uh help a lady on her route. all right so the Shonda Lemon, she's a USPS carrier in Chicago, and she, her, and uh, a lady named Helen Awanski, an eighty-nine year old, have a you know great rapport. They, she, the Shonda puts rubber bands around the um, letters and things that the lady, the elderly lady, gets, so it makes it easier for her to take it in. And the elderly lady, whose name is Helen, will sometimes leave candy for her when she has outgoing uh, mail. So they have a nice little back and forth exchange. And well, recently, um, Shonda realized that she wasn't picking up the mail. Uh, she saw, you know, the rubber bands on it and she was thought that was odd. So she called the police to do a, a check and they found the lady lying on the floor. It had been several days. Uh, so she was able to be rushed to the hospital. She's doing better now. She's recovering in a rehab facility. Miss um, Shonda said she she cried about it because she was just you know overcome with emotion about this lady whether she was okay or not, and she's doing she's doing fine, and a report says that uh, Helen says that Shonda is her angel, um, so that is a great story of a, a postal carrier who is aware of the situation around her and able to help um, in more ways than just bringing a letter or any other news. All right, positive news. So today, I'm going to do your positive step and quote, well, always do that, but I want you to think about who you are, okay? Who you are, and what I mean by that is oftentimes people make us have a belief about ourselves or have a vision of ourselves and it may not always uh coincide with with what we think of ourselves so i want you to dive deep into thinking about who you are as a person uh the things you do in your life the character that you have the values you have um you know and it's not just a physical thing like you know like oh i could lose weight and it's not that or or hey i'm really strong it's not about that it's about who you are as a person like You've been through a lot in your life, and how have you faced it? What kind of changes can you make to, to help yourself or help others as well? I mostly want you to think about how you can help yourself, but by helping yourself, sometimes you can help others. So that's the connection with helping others, but how you can help yourself to grow and become better and deal with any issues that you haven't dealt with and um, you know, seek therapies or things of that nature. But don't let the other people uh distinctly make who you who they think you are your version of who you are. Okay? So that's going to lead me right into my quote by Carol Mosley Braun. She is a uh American diplomat, politician, and lawyer. She was a, a state senator. Um I'm sorry, she was a senator from Illinois from ninety-three to ninety-nine. Okay? And her quote goes like this. Defining myself as opposed to being defined by others is one of the most difficult challenges I face. Once again, defining myself as opposed to being defined by others is one of the most difficult challenges I face. And that's why I'm wanting you to do the same thing. All right. It's okay to hear what other people say about you, but don't let that be what what you are. Unless they're saying wonderful things about you all the time. (laughs) Then maybe you are a wonderful person. But you can still think about who you are yourself. And define it for yourself. Okay? You got this. I know you do. Alright. Thank you very much for for making it through this episode of The Daily Optimist. I'll be back with you tomorrow. And we will do some more uh, positive things. I'll give you some more Black History Month stories as well. And uh, we'll have a great day. I appreciate each and every one of you As always, follow me on all social media. You probably know my handle by now. Follow me there. Of course, you can email me as well if you want to. But please do one thing for me. Rate, subscribe, and share. Rate so that other people can find it. Subscribe so you never miss it. And share with anybody who needs a little positivity and optimism in their day. Thank you very much, everybody. Until next time, please be well.